<laughs> are we on? Is it, are we live? Good morning. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Friday. And it is cold as hell outside. And when you say cold as hell, it means it is cold as hell is hot. <laughs> Happy Friday. Welcome to Love Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy. If you just tuned in. You've got me, and uh, we're hanging out. It's Friday. It's cold. It's going to be a very cold weekend. I've got some stuff I got to do. I got to be in these streets a little bit, but they said the worst of it's going to start around 8 o'clock, so the temperatures are steadily dropping. <sighs> That's all right, because it's all going to be gone by Sunday. So we'll get some harsh winter for two days, and then it's over. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So listen, y'all be safe out there. Don't don't be fools. Cause I know you're thinking, oh, I go outside, you know, I go in my hoodie, I go in my little flip-flops with socks. Cause you know you're gonna see people out there and then they're gonna be worried, whining about when their toes start falling off. You know, because there's no cure for frostbite. There's absolutely no cure for frostbite. So I'm just trying to give you all a heads up. You know, a public service announcement. <laughs> Get your ass bundled up. <laughs> so there's a treat today. Paul is out there in these cold streets uh, looking for some unsuspecting souls out there for word on the street. And uh, God bless him. <laughs> I'm not going out until I absolutely have to go out. And that's not until a little, little uh, around noon. <laughs> it's cold. It is very cold. So I'm just telling y'all, you better think because it, uh, it is cold out there. And I don't want you to be subject to that stuff. So be safe. You know, if you got asthma, take your inhaler with you. It's cold. And uh, we haven't had a cold this like this in a very long time. So be prepared. Don't be stupid. I know you will be, though, but try not to be. Err on the side of caution so that you're not in somebody's ER later, you know. And uh, I believe the warming centers are open for people who are housed challenged so that they don't have to be out here on these streets, you know. So... <laughs> <sighs> it's going to be a cold one. So uh, I met with my uh, LSAT coach yesterday. and We devised a plan moving forward on how to study for this LSAT. And so uh, I got up this morning on the first day of starting my, my LSAT plan. I mean, I, you know, I'm in two study groups and then I'm starting to have one-on-one -on -one with the, with the teacher professor Um. And then, you know, we've got all the technology. So I got up at five this morning and uh, cracked open my laptop and got into it till about eight, actually a little longer than eight. I got into it about to about 825 because I wanted to finish the whole block of, of lessons. I didn't want to like leave them. Uh, I didn't want to leave any in that block uh, not done. So I knocked out the whole block. It's like 20 lessons. So I'm pretty proud of myself. And the first hour from five to six, 
I did drills, you know, like te test drills. I did that. And, uh, and I only did like five questions at a time under like logical reasoning and, you know, under the breakdown uh, for test questions. Cause I didn't want to do like 20 questions. I was like, I'm gonna do a type five. And did keep doing a type five and keep doing a type five and keep doing a type five so that I could learn this stuff. And that's what I did. And it, uh, it seemed to have, it seemed to have helped. I feel like I, I know a little bit more than what I did before. So, uh, so it's good. So I feel like I'm getting a rhythm for this thing. So I have to do this every day, every day, every day I'm on it. Every day I'm on it. Every day I'm on it. And, uh, that's that's what I plan to do. So it's exciting. It is very exciting. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm in control. Now, Now uh, I still have an art project that I got finished. So I'm going to figure that out because tomorrow is going to be a no-go. So we're going to do them today. I'm going to try to finish up all the beading today. And then um, maybe Sunday I could attach the beads. And then figure out when I can deliver the bench and then start tricking it out in the space. Because I believe the reception is Tuesday. So, uh, which is my brother Mike's birthday. <laughs> so, uh, uh, um, so, so yeah, so I, that's the plan. That is, that is the plan. And, uh, whew. I'm gonna try to uh I'm gonna try to stick to this and uh you know uh stay on stay on task because if I get off task <laughs> it's going to be problematic and uh I don't want it to be uh I don't want it to be problematic so uh so yeah I'm gonna try to uh I'm going to try to uh, stay on task. That's my goal. And thank you to all the people who showed up yesterday at Possible Futures to help string beads. Ife and um, Susan Clinard and Andrew Caring and uh, the young sister Jada. This uh, what, Wait, Jordan. What is her name? The student from uh, from high school who was, who was uh, doing some interning at the bookstore. Uh, she did some beautiful bead work yesterday. Let me tell you, it looked like jewelry. I almost was like, girl, that might not make it. <laughs> I might have to slip that in my bag and uh, bring it home. Uh, so, yeah, so we got, I think we're going to pull off one more one more beading attempt today. And then that'll be it. Whatever don't get done, don't get done. I, <laughs> that's all the beads we could, that's all the bead work we could do. Uh, I'm going to be satisfied with that. Uh, that's all we could do. And, uh, and then we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward and then, uh, get this thing attached. So hopefully, um, Ms. Linda can help me attach it. Tell me what to do. I'm going to try to run over to the studio today because I need to wax the whole thing down and then give it some time to dry. So that's probably what I'll do after I leave possible futures. I'll run over to, uh, to the studio and wax it down. It's not going to take a whole lot of time to do that. It's not going to take a whole lot of time. It didn't take me long to paint it, you know. So I think the longest part is the drying part. So I'm just going to go and wax it up, put some wax on it, and uh, 
see what I could do. You know, see what I could do. And then uh, and then move from there, figure out uh, when I can get into space. The press release goes out today. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that. And, uh, you know, Moni- uh, uh, Nico and uh, Malik are on it from the building fund. And uh, they are doing the damn thing. So. So, yeah, that's where we are. It's Black History Month. It's a season of love. I tell you, you know, yesterday I was feeling so good and today I was feeling so good. But let me tell you what else happened. Let me tell you what else happened in this whole trajectory. And and Paul Bass is going to jump on any minute now, I think. I hope. Because uh, he's out there in these cold streets. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, uh. So, uh, anyway, um, so let me tell you what else happened. So I had a, I had another great breakthrough when I was driving yesterday. Cause I, cause you know, I'm still trying to process this. I mean, I think I processed, I came up out of the fog. I processed this, 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 uh, this, this breakup and it's not a breakup. It's a shifting, but I was processing this shifting. And I, I love that I'm doing this, doing this work on this. And it's not taking a whole lot of time. Trust me. It's only been a couple of weeks, like a week. And, uh, and, uh, and this is what I've learned in, in this moment. It, it was never the fact that I ever wanted him to be my boyfriend. That was never it for me. Although it may, I, I may have crouched it that way because I, I didn't explore my own feelings and thoughts about this, but, you know, I never wanted it to be the, I think for me, um, what is the, the, the biggest takeaway is that I did not, you know, when he's dating someone else, I always, I, I, I was preparing myself that someone else would step in to, to that part of his life. And, and they should, like he should, but I think for me, I was just being possessive because I felt like, gosh, if somebody else steps into that space, where will that leave me? And that is at the heart of why I was so brokenhearted about this, that I was going to lose my relationship with him, that I was going to lose the opportunity to, to be still connected. And even though he has said time and time again that would never happen. And that, you know, I mean, we've had some real good language about how we are to each other. It's been amazing. But there was still a part of me that was like, I just don't believe it. <laughs> and and I think my fears about it just crouched everything. And it's not even because of recent, but this goes back a while back because, you know, he reminded me uh, uh, when we were at dinner the other night, he said, you know, every couple of years you do this, you say this thing where we should have some distance. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, now I never, I don't need the distance. <laughs> it's, it's my love for you is how it is, where it is, it's going to be, it's grown, it has grown. So I don't need distance. <laughs> you, you're the one who's always talking about distance. And I, and that, that, that stayed underneath my skin and it bothered me because I was like, what was I? And this is how I got to the breakthrough. It's like, what was I doing? Was I being manipulative? What was I doing? No, I wasn't being manipulative. What I was being was afraid. 
and not trusting in the love that has that is already cemented. It's already cemented. And I was afraid that I would lose access to that because I like, I love, love, love who I am in his presence. I love who I am in the world because of his friendship. I do. I absolutely, it is, it is, it is the most beautiful thing to me, you know, aside from my children breathing. His love has been quite sustaining, quite sustaining. And I, and I, I think, and I know the fear that if somebody else comes into his life, there'll be no room for me. See, I was trying to center, center myself in, in the narrative. And I thought, and I, and I was breaking my own rules about what I know about love. There's enough love for everybody. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I just got off track when it came to my own self. And so um, when I, when I was, you know, so her feelings wasn't because I didn't want him to have a girlfriend or that I wanted to be the girlfriend. I never wanted to be the girlfriend. I like being the ungirlfriend because I like the freedom and the liberation that I have in my life. I truly like the liberation and freedom that I have in my life. For the first time in my life, I have complete autonomy. I answer to no one. I check in with no one. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. I have no one to confer with. And I, this kind of freedom, I, I can't. Listen, if somebody comes into my life, they have got to make my freedom seem less attractive than what it is. <laughs> that's, that's how that has to go. So, so I, I, when, I, when, I, when I walked in that truth yesterday, I cried a little bit about it. And then I cried about it because I, I was talking to myself out loud, walking myself through what exactly it was I was feeling. Wasn't, wasn't, it, it was jealousy in the sense that I didn't want to lose my place in his life. I didn't want to lose my place. And I didn't want to, you know, all this time that we've been together and I just love, love, love it, that I didn't want it to change. So, so in not wanting to change, I go and say, well, then let's just part ways. <laughs> you see how crazy that is? It makes no sense. And he's, and all this whole time, this whole time over all these years, he has been a constant, 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 constant. I just love you. My life is better with you. I can't imagine my life without you. There's no way. I, I, I would just be under a cloud if I couldn't see you anymore. And I thought, and it was like I couldn't hear that. It was like I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Not, not when he sent the bou giant bouquet of flowers and the note. <laughs> not when he sent me these long texts. No, I, I, I just didn't, it just didn't register. I was up all up in my own feelings. So now I'm better. So now I'm like, you know what? This is good. I worked it out. I feel worked out. And that's how you, that's what grown women do. You work it out. I didn't need to go to my bed and lament and play, you know, I did the, I did the songs, I did all that, but the turnaround was so good. Like, I'm just so, so good. And when we had to dinner last the other night, he's like, are we good? I said, like, yeah, we're good. But this was before I had the breakthrough. I was just saying we were good because 
I felt like at that moment we were good. Uh, but I, I still hadn't resolved what I was feeling. I still hadn't resolved it. And I, I didn't want to belabor it, you know. But I, I feel good now. I feel like I feel like there's a, I, I've resolved this for myself. And it was nothing that he could have done to resolve it for me. There was no, he couldn't have stepped in and said nothing about nothing. You know, nothing. I, I wouldn't have wanted him to say anything. I, I, first of all, he never could say, oh, I'll, I'll give up this other woman for you. No, that that was not the point. That's not even that. Like, B, you need to be in community with people. You need a proper girlfriend. You got one. Enjoy that. You know, that what, what I'm talking about has nothing to do with that at all. It has nothing to do with it. And I didn't get it. I was just in my own, you know, possessive way, you know, like what I had no idea what it could look like. And I was like, well, we've been doing this for a long time. It's looking how it's going to look. It's looking how it has been, you know. And so it took him saying, you know, every couple of years you say you want to, you want to part, <laughs> you want to separate, you want some space, you know, all that. He's like, I, I don't need no space or whatever you need. <laughs> That's what he said. I, I I don't need any space from you, but if you need some space from me, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh man, adulting. Listen, listen, I love being able, I love the ability to be able to do this process work. That's what being a grown-up is. That's what being self-actualized is. This is what it means to be liberated and free. Nobody holds me. No one, no one, no one. And I don't, I don't have any, I, I, I have complete autonomy and liberation in my heart and in my mind. And I like that. And I'm not anybody's girlfriend, you know, and that's by delib that's deliberate. For the first time in my life, I'm in, con I, I love the trajectory of my life. And if I if I had to deal with a boyfriend at this particular juncture, I'd have to make room for them in all the things that I'm doing. You know, I mean, I make room for the people that I love, my friends, my girlfriends. I make time for them. I see them. I talk to them. We hang out. I make time for my commitments. But, you know, a boyfriend is a different animal. And uh, uh, and I, I have not yet made I haven't yet to meet a man who would understand that. If there's one out there sitting in my way who understands that I need complete autonomy and liberation and that he comes into the friend zone um, and learns how to be in love with me, that you learn how to be in love with me, that you learn. And then I learn how to be in love with them. You know, that's 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 for me is what I want. You know, that's what I want. I don't I don't I, someone has to come in. And make me want to share my freedom and my liberation. Otherwise, I, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm playing these games with people. Call, don't call. Don't, can't plan nothing. Can't. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not doing that. I'm playing games. You know, I hear these conversations. Well, I wish you would just say. Well, you wish you would just say. His actions are saying, it's what people do is what is telling. I don't like that mess. I was like, I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. It's how you are is what, what tells me. 
So anyway, here's word on the street. I know it's cold as hell out there. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Hi, Paul. Good morning, Babs. It's it's just hit 20 degrees here on Blake Street, and I'm with Anthony. This is the host on the radio, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Anthony's Hi. in the car. <laughs> well, the re- Anthony's in the car, but he's at work. His jacket's right there. Anthony's a steel worker. And do you remember the old factory they tore down here and they're building new apartments on Blake Street there where 500 Blake Street was? Yes, yes. So, Anthony, what's your job at the putting up the steel? What are you doing today? Uh, I'm welding. Excuse me? Welding. You're welding. So you're a welder. So normally, is it too cold to be welding right now? What's the deal? Uh, so today, little welding for it's cold. So. But you're here. Yeah. So are you going to work at some point? Or? So, uh, before, yeah, no. no. So you're going to go home? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, right now in the, uh, the break. break time. Oh, it's a break. Yeah. So you are going to go back and work? Uh, maybe. Did you work this morning? Yeah. What was it like in the cold? I mean, what do, what do you do when it's this cold when you're working? Uh, nothing. How do you stay warm? Huh? How do you stay warm? Yeah, stay in the work uh, and, the, and the cleaning. Uh, do you wear anything extra? Huh? Do you wear anything extra? Clothes, extra clothes? Um, maybe. Uh-huh. How, how long have you been a welder, Anthony? Huh? How long have you been a welder? How long have you done this work, Trabajo? Quantos años? Three. Three years? And ha- where where were you born? Where were you born? Where are you from? Que, uh, que país? Ecuador. You're from Ecuador? And when did you come here? Uh, five years. Five years? Yeah. And por qué? How come you came to the U.S.? Uh, I don't know. So, coming for, for, for my, my father. My father is in Ecuador, right? Yeah, so I, I come for uh, or have a, a, a new life uh-huh. uh, for work, for, for money. Mm-hmm. And that, tell me about being a welder. You weld the steel to go on the building, correct? Yeah. How do you do the job? What does the job involve? Mm-hmm. What, what does the job involve? How do you do the job? Is it hard, difficult? We do feel. Yeah, Okay. Okay. So you're staying warm now. How are you staying warm now? How long is the break? Fifteen minutes, and then you go back. Are you? Do you mind the cold? Do you mind the cold? Does the cold bother you? Yeah. Okay. You know, Babs. I think we're going to cut it short. Let Anthony have the rest of his break, and maybe check back later. Is that okay? Okay. Well, we hope Anthony stays warm. Let him get warmed up a little bit before he goes back up. And maybe I'll check back with you later this hour. Is that okay? That's fine. I'll be here. Okay. <laughs> See you right. later on Word on the Street. Well, hopefully it'll get to 21 degrees and get a little warmer. All right. <laughs> it is cold out there. I don't know what kind of welding can be done on a day like today. It's 20 degrees out there now and the temperature's dropping. Uh, we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. So anyway, um, 
It's Black History Month, y'all. So yes, I'm I'm feeling pretty damn good. I got up this morning and I even did some laundry. <laughs> Five o'clock this morning, I'm doing I'm doing some laundry. <laughs> so that, listen, one less thing I have to do this weekend. One less thing I have to do this weekend. So I did some laundry, and uh, you know I think maybe today if I uh, if I have have opportunity, I might do. Uh, 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 I might uh, do a little bit more uh, LSAT work. I might. We'll see. There's, there might be some stuff that I want to get into just to, uh, uh, yeah, I might just want to uh, um, do some work and, and and see how much more I can get into because I don't have any place to be tonight and I'm I'm not going to be out there in these streets. Not tonight, and I'm damn sure trying not to be out there tomorrow. That's the that's the idea. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ah, let me see what else is going on in the news. Uh, Paul is out there looking for more folks to run up on. You know, uh, you know, he's out there, and it's cold. I, ugh. And you know I'll be out there, and uh, I have a, a you know I'm just a I just like a mutant, so I have an allergy uh, to cold weather. <laughs> you know, I have cold uh, uh, urticaria. I have cold urticaria. That's what I have. Uh, it's a skin reaction to cold that appears within minutes after cold exposure. It hurts too. So affected skin develops into welts and hives. That's that's really, I get hives and welts. And so people with cold eukarya experience widely different symptoms. So my, mines are just welts and, and hives. That's the extent of it. I, it doesn't affect me like a dairy allergy. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I don't take anything for it. I don't take antihistamines for it or anything like that. Uh, it just goes away on its own once I warm up, and uh, and it goes away. It goes away, and it's been weird this season because we've not had cold weather, like enough of a cold weather to sort of let my body sort of say, okay, now it's cold. And then when I walk out of the cold weather, I have one episode, and then it's done for the whole season. So I'm not, so it's been start, start, starting and stopping. So I, you know, there'd be days where it's cold and it would flare up and then get back to normal and then flare up. So I know when I walk out today, I just, I'm just going to welt up and have hives because it's cold. <laughs> it's 22 degrees outside. So, so when you have, when you have cold uh, urticaria, uh, it's uh uh, it's a pain in the butt. It really is because it just just hurts. <laughs> it hurts because welts and hives hurt. You know, so uh, I know I have I have the weirdest. I'm I am a mutant for sure. I don't I don't know why. Uh, and I live in Connecticut and have cold urticaria, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. I have cold urticaria. 
And, uh, and I got to just let it do its thing. And uh, oof, it's a pain in the butt. I don't have as bad as most, a lot of people, but I have it bad enough. I have it bad enough. And uh, I just here to tell you. So, so that's why I'm telling people, bundle up. Don't be out here in this cold weather thinking, oh, it's not that bad. Wait till that temperature, wait till that temp drop. When it gets down to nine, something, something below and, and all of that. Oh, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> oh, let me see what's going on in the world. I have no idea. I've not watched any real news. And the news that I have watched has been heinous. I don't know what it is about all these, uh, like all these, uh, all these crazy kinds of things. So let me see what let me let me go to an events page so I can see what's going on event wise. Cause gosh, let me start with events. You know, Claire's is still having their Valentine's Day love letter contest. You know, it's happening now. It's my favorite. Valentine's Day is my favorite. You know, they got this contest going on. You know, win a free dinner for two at Claire's. You know, they love they love their customers. And so you got two contests, love letter and creative entries. And for the for the letter category, just write them a heartfelt note of any length, telling them about what you love about Claire's, you know, declarations of undying love for the Lithuanian coffee cake, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and the creative category, let your talent be your guide. You know, they're accepting entries of all kinds, really. Poetry, sonnets, limericks, songs, drawings. They'd love to see anything and everything you have to offer. So they'll be judged by their staff. First prize winners win a free dinner for two uh, at Claire's. Uh, perfect for a Valentine's Day or a night out with someone you care about. Uh, you receive two entries, two drink, two entrees, two drinks, and two desserts. And our thanks for your devotion and enthusiasm. Go ahead, Claire's. And the runner-up will, will receive a free Claire's t-shirt. I have a Claire mug. She gave me a mug. I have a mug. I don't know where it is, but I have a Claire's mug. So, so there's that. So, so that's going on now. And, uh, you know, get into it, get into it, get into it. I'm trying to see what else is going on. See, my calendar is not telling me all the stuff that I want to see. Oh, here comes Paul. He's coming back. We're right on the street. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, here's the host. Um, uh, hi. hi, Babs. I'm back. Hi. <laughs> I'm with Mackenzie. Mackenzie's, um, believe it or not, while we were sleeping, this is actually the warm hour for Mackenzie. She had the night shift at Yale New Haven. And now she was just that we used to have a bunch. Do you go with your uh, people you work with? Yeah, most of the time we, we do a morning brunch, you know, just got to end the night on a good note. So what were you doing overnight, Mackenzie? Working. Um, uh, we all work in the surgical ICU at Yale Haven Hospital. Oh, wow. What do you do there? Um, well, we're all nurses. Um, so pretty much anything that entails. So like assessments, passing out medications, basically keeping people safe. Mm -hmm. you, seems like you still have energy. Do you still pumped up after the... I, I do. I am very pumped up. I got my second, third, fourth wind, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what, hour, what hours were the shift? Um, so it starts at 6.45 and we usually get out around like 7.30 a.m. So That's we work a long 12 shift. hour shifts, yeah. 
four days, three days a week? Three days a week, unless we decide to pick up overtime. Did you? Uh, this week I did not. Next week I did not. And so you're done with the shifts at 45. And are you guys feeling you don't ready to hit the sack? You want to come to breakfast? <laughs> well, um, it was a long week for all of us, so we decided at the beginning of the week that we were going to do brunch on Friday morning just to kind of celebrate some of the new nurses and like what they've accomplished. And also for the end of the week, like, would you not do it if it weren't the last day? Well, we wouldn't do it on a Monday because Bella's is not open on Mondays. <laughs> oh, you know about Bella's. Yeah. How often do you guys go there? Uh, a lot. <laughs> but what I meant is that was it third of the three days yeah. for the week yep yep so i'm for your off the weekend crew. and what kind of is there a title for the kind of nurse you are or uh, what just unit registered you're in? nurse and um it's a surgical icu so we take anything from like car accidents like traumas um to um any kind of like surgery abdominal surgery anything like that and what did you have at bella's this morning what's your favorite well i'm I kind of lame I'm on a, i'm on a little bit of a diet so i had scrambled eggs but i really love the bananas foster french toast is but. it possible to be on a diet at bella's no anything big happen overnight anything no, unusual no, nothing like what unusual. kind of people are coming in well that i can't really talk about right i don't I mean individuals. Up, but more just like um the usual a lot of traumas and it's new haven so we get a lot of crazy things people and, making bad choices and how many people were with you at brunch uh there was seven of us total is that the usual <sighs> nurse brunch could be more could be less you know it's that know. many yeah and is it once a week at bella's that you all go um, it's whenever we can all kind of muster the energy to get there. So it's, it's intermittently. So when was the last time? Uh, it's been a while because with like COVID and all the restrictions and everything, um, it's, it's probably been a couple of months since we went. A couple of months. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a regular thing. It's a special thing. It used to be more regular, but then COVID happened, kind of slowed everything down, unfortunately. But I, I'm hoping it's picking back up now. So, so it's a special, why is it special for you after working hard? What does it mean to go out with your colleagues? <laughs> camaraderie you know and that like we all like use each other to decompress and like you know make it through the shift like we see a lot of very sad hard things and you know it's just nice to go out with your your friends and decompress how many years been in nurse McKenzie? uh almost seven how do you like it i love it why yeah i, I like helping people um and i see i especially love seeing when people get better it's really awesome um to see people recover and go on, with on york lives. street yes yeah babs do you have any questions for mckenzie Oh my gosh. So what would you say to somebody who is considering becoming a nurse? Because we hear all kinds of things about how hard it is and how maybe there's a nursing shortage and nurses are perhaps leaving the profession. It's, um, it's an extremely rewarding job. Um, it's definitely hard though. I would tell um, people in nursing school that if you're going for the money, then that's the wrong reason to do it. Um, it's really, it's, it's really something you have to be passionate about in order to stick with because it's, it's a very difficult job. We, we see people on their worst days. Um, but like I said, very rewarding if um, you're doing it for the right reasons. Is there a day you could remember that you'll, you, that you'll never forget as a nurse that tells you why you do it or what's involved? Um, like a defining moment that you've had in your career. Truthfully, I would say going to the ICU is probably a bit of a defining moment for me. You get a lot more autonomy in um, the ICU. Um, you're really doing a lot more um, critical thinking. Um, so back in August when I first started at the ICU, I would say that was defining. Where were you before? Uh, I worked at Yale, but I was on trauma and surgery, which is like more of a floor step down. What does um, step down mean? step downs between a floor and an ICU. So it's when you require a little bit more care, but your acuity isn't high enough for the ICU. And was ICU your choice, like a big challenge? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. 
And there's a nursing shortage, so it must be kind of stressful even before we had COVID. Um, yes, a little bit stressful. A lot of the baby boomers are retiring, but um, I would say the ICU is probably slightly less stressful. I, I really? my That's heart goes out to like the med surge nurses because um, having been a med surge nurse for a long time, you you get a lot more patience. Um, you're dealing with uh, just you know a lot of people on their worst days, and like it's it's hard because you want to be there emotionally for everybody, whereas like you just don't have the capacity all the time to do that. So it's a little bit harder, I think, for the med surge nurses. But um, ICU is still difficult, but we we make it work. And how did you do with COVID? We all consider you our heroes, you know, oh. for being there. Did you get COVID? Uh, I had it twice, actually. Um, I'm completely vaccinated though, and like all the boosters that I can have. But the um, first time you had it was that before the boosters. Uh, the no, it's actually after, and I, I really wasn't that sick, so I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I had that proponent. too. I'm a big, a big proponent pro for the vaccine. But early on, you folks, before there was a vaccine, mm -hmm. and we didn't know a lot about disease, you were the people facing it every day. Yeah. How did, how did you avoid getting it? Um, mostly just following the safety protocols that were set up at the hospital. I mean, the hospital really did its best to try to make sure that we had the proper protective equipment and, you know, taking precautions. Um, my mom's a nurse, so I grew up always being really good about washing my hands, things like that. Um, it was more just scary for our families. I think none of us wanted to, you know, you have a family them. at home. Yeah. My more So my parents, they're very high risk. So before the vaccine came out, I kind of tried to avoid them. Do you just, live with them? No, 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 not anymore. But, um, and did you become a nurse? Cause your mom's a nurse. Uh, you know, actually, or I, did you say no way growing, growing up? I never thought I would have been a nurse because I was very, um, squeamish, but then as I got older and, um, I found that I really enjoyed taking care of people and like being there for people. It just sort of happened. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Any more before we let Mackenzie warm? Oh, what are you going to do the rest of today? What, what's uh, next? I am probably going to home take a nap. Just a nap? Yeah. And then um, start my normal my normal weekend. And then do you then try to sleep regular hours? Yep. Is that yep. hard when you're working overnight? Um, it took a lot of years, but I've been working nights for a lot of years, so you kind of get used to it. It's maybe not the healthiest thing, but um, it helps to try to get on a normal schedule as fast as possible. Well, I hear that from cops too. And you work at overnight. Yeah. There's no such thing as normal or unhealthy. It's like, how do you roll with it? Yeah, it is what it is. So does it, am I right in hearing that when you work overnight, it's three nights a week. So you try with the other days to make it a nap yeah. so that the overnight you can get to a regular kind of schedule. Yeah. And most hospitals are pretty great in the sense that they'll try to cluster your shifts so that, you know, if you're three working nights, you'll do like three in a row and then you'll be off for a bunch so that you have time to get back. Well, your energy hospital. is awesome. After three, anything left fast, you're going to let the you go no i i love her energy i was like what you got great energy for a nurse i love energetic nurses thank you for your <laughs> service <laughs> okay well thanks babs have Bye. a great weekend Stay have warm. a good weekend and, and mackenzie signing off with babs on love talk love babs love talk and wnhh do oh my god i love nurses i had some good nurses that took care of me for both my both my um my hip surgeries uh, very nice nurses, honest to God, nice nurses. So high five to nurses and to do that overnight shift. Woo. But you know what? Listen, don't be in the streets tomorrow nurse, because it's going to be cold. So, you know, get to the grocery store, get all your snacks and then just Netflix and chill. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do. Unless somebody coaxes me out. Otherwise, Oh, I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm doing it. We'll see. We'll see, child. It's cold out there. It is very cold out there. And uh and at least they've been telling us. So uh y'all be safe. Don't 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 make any bad choices. <laughs> you know, 
don't don't uh don't make any bad choices i went to wine thief yesterday i picked up wine you know so i'm like i'm about i'm about this i'm gonna do some reading i've got this book i need to finish i need to just get into it and finish it so i think i'm gonna try to do that and then uh you know see what else i can do um, probably do some straightening up. I did, I got laundry done, which I'm very happy about because gosh. <laughs> so I'm I'm so uh I'm so happy about that. And uh uh that means I don't have to do it for the weekend. Yay! Yay! So it's Black History Month there, Black History Month activities going on all the way around the world um stuff in new haven so if you're around uh you absolutely should uh um uh, go and uh participate in things um the uh i gotta tell you about the uh let me tell you about the uh arts exhibition that i'm in i could tell you about it now because I think the press release is going out today and uh, I don't think I'm talking out of turn. So let me, let me, let me pull it up and then I can tell you, uh, I can tell you, I'm excited. Okay, so this is it. Ta-da-ta! Ba-da-bum-bum-bum. So made visible, freedom dreams, a new exhibit, a, a new exhibit at Creative Arts Workshop. So here we go. Let's get into it. Creative Arts Workshop and the Blog Fund announce the opening of Made Visible Freedom Dreams, the newest in a series of exhibitions uh, that were piloted in 2020 that uh, makes the work of historically underrepresented artists visible at Creative Arts Workshop. This year's exhibition, uh, curated by Nico Whedon of the Building Fund, features Connecticut-based artist uh, uh, Y. Malik Jalal, Linda Walters Meekins, and Jasmine Nicole, with weekly programs by Babs Rolls Ivy. The exhibition will be on view at the uh, at the Creative Arts Workshop Hill Hillez galleries from February 6th, which is Monday, I believe, to March 18th, 2023. There's going to be a reception, an opening reception with the artist uh, on February 7th, which is my brother Mike's birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. But I'll be on air. I'll shout you out then from five to seven. So the exhibition theme builds upon concepts and questions explored in Robin D.G. Kelly's seminal book, Freedom Dreams, the Black Radical Imagination. Together, these uh, artworks and projects uh, invite meditations on what it means to work towards individual and a collective liberation while simultaneously working against forces of oppression and division, resisting an overly utopian uh, framework, they draw rich source materials from the everyday, the good, the bad, and the ugly of uh, the Black American experience. 
We are proud to join Creative Arts Workshop in uh, celebrating the role of artists in envisioning, shaping, and advancing sociocultural change while focusing on visions and strategies emanating from local communities of color, says Wheaton. Made visible is a key part of a mission to amplify today's and tomorrow's creative voices through provocative exhibitions that can serve as a catalyst for community conversations, said uh, Ann Coates, Executive Director for Creative Arts Workshop. Though our Made Visible series, through our Made Visible series, uh, CAW has cultivated uh, community and forged new connections with artists of all backgrounds who are at the heart of our work as Community Arts Center. We are thrilled to see this series continue and our collaboration with the artists and the building fund has been critical to this year's exhibition. So uh, let me tell you about uh, why uh, Malik Jalal, uh, he creates a, a site-specific window installation that maps a, a constellation of life-size images uh, drawn from the family archives of a longtime New Haven resident, uh, Ife Michelle Gardine. So her family's gonna be displayed. Uh, and Ife has lots of pictures. They are a picture-taking family. And and I and I love that. And she has been the keeper of the photos. So uh so images drawn from the family archives um uh through uh, uh belonging to Ife and her family, um, activating both the exterior and the interior of the window space. So he's gonna explore home as a space for black families to dream, grow, thrive, and and bring and bring bringing, as he states. Visibility to the legacy of home and placemaking of long-term African-American residents of the New Haven community. And I don't think you get more New Haven than uh, Ife Gardine and her family. Uh, she's got lots and lots of cousins. And then uh, at the lower level uh, is a new body of work by sculptor uh, Linda uh, Walters uh, Mickens. And if you've not seen her angels and her sculpture, it is gorgeous. There's some on display at Possible Futures Bookstore if you if you have time to get over there. And you should you really should make time. So. Um, so she she offers a glimpse into her interpretation of the trials and tribulations of the African-American experience. And in her own words, reflections on my life as an African-American woman, mother and artist have led me to the urgency of creating this work as both a warning and a celebration. And then there's uh, in the upstairs gallery, uh, Self-taught artist Jasmine Nichols offers a new series of paintings that embrace the uniqueness of our cultural heritage, celebrate diversity within Blackness, and prompt us to take pride in our individual and collective identities. In the artist's own words, freedom dreams are about being free to express ourselves authentically and without fear of judgment or censure, and, and being liberated from the restrictive uh, norms and expectations of Western society. I love that. And then throughout the run of the exhibition, program partner, that's Rose Ivy, me, 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 will activate the upstairs gallery with a special project that seeks to return our communities to a state of connection, unity, intimacy, and care. For Rawls Ivy, dreams of a free future are rooted in our ability to reconnect and exhibit radical Black joy and love in the here and now. 
So come and join me upstairs uh, Mondays from three to five, uh, beginning February 13th, and then ending March 6th with a special Saturday performance on February 12th, 25th, one to three. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. I hope people come and see it. I hope people come and see it. So come, 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 come. <laughs> come to the reception and, uh, you know, enjoy. Seriously, just come. It'll be great. And it'll be up for a good while. You know, it'll be up for a good while. And I'm only doing Mondays. It's a performance. It's not a performance piece. It's an interactive piece, an interactive piece. I'll be there all, all the Mondays from three to five and then Saturday the 25th from one to three. And then, you know, that's it. Because <laughs> this LSAT ain't going to take itself. So, so I want you all to, uh, to enjoy that. I'm going to see if I could get them on. I'm sending a message to Nico and say, can I get y'all on? Can you come and talk about this and uh, and why this is important? And if I can get all the people on, it'd be lovely, you know. Uh, and and I, it doesn't have to be before the reception either. It could it could well be before. It could well be after the reception, you know. I, I would ideally, I would love it to be during Black History Month, you know. I know, <laughs> I know everything in Black History Month, um, but uh, it ends in March. So whenever I can get people on, it'd be good. It, whether I get them on as a group or get them on individually, it's wonderful. I, I'll, I'll happily, uh, I'll happily take it. You know what I mean? So, so anyway, uh, it's cold out there, y'all. Come on in. Come in from the cold. I don't know if there's any come in from the cold songs. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's any come in from the cold songs. I guess there are, but they're kind of Christmassy, maybe. <sighs> Make it do what it do, people. Oh, I went up to uh, I went up to Sacred Heart University to the to their art gallery because um, um, Nathan, uh, uh, Luciana's uh, guy, uh, is a professor up there, Nathan Lewis, and he curated an event up there, uh, um, and it was quite beautiful. Quite, quite beautiful. So we drove up, me, Ife, I met the uh, assistant director of the Yale Art School, uh, Maria de Los Angeles. I met her. She has a piece at the exhibit. Um, so we drove up yesterday and caught the reception and the opening. And it was it was very nice. I took some great, I think I took some great pictures of it. I'm very happy about it. I I enjoyed myself very much. The artwork is stunning. So if you follow me on Facebook or Insta, it's up. You'll see it. You'll see it. You should see it. Um, but it's uh, it was it was nice. Very nice. Very very nice. So I I want people to go and and see the work. Just go see it. And it's easy. And it's got good parking. And uh, the pieces are lovely. Nice little reception, food and drink. Very nice. I was very, very, very happy. So I was like, okay. I feel this. 
Uh, so yeah, so we did that. That was really nice. Uh, so if you have a chance, go. It's always nice to go see art, art, art. You know, it's nice that we are getting back into the habit of going places. So um, Ife and uh, Reggie are going to the Whitney Sunday, but I don't think I can make that because I I really have to finish working on my piece and and uh, I can't be gallivanting. <laughs> I just can't be gallivanting. I'd like to go. I can't go. <laughs> I know I can't go. I, I, you know, I've got so many things, so many things. So, like, listen, I can't even hardly have get myself to uh to the galleries in town. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I need to finish my project. Let me see if I can get it installed this weekend. If I can call my son and me and my daughter, we could bring that damn bench back downstairs and put in the car and take it over to to the creative arts workshop so i have to find out what time i could do that because i need to do that and then figure out how to uh attach all these daggone um beads <laughs> make wings so oh i gotta take a break i'll be back <laughs> Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org.
No man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be woman and child even jesus got his crown in front of a crowd they march with the torch we gonna run with it now never look back we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads heroes to become a hero facing the league of justice his power was the people enemy is lethal a king became regal saw the face of jim crow under a bald ego no one can win the war individually it take the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy welcome to the story we call victoria the coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, glory. Oh. Oh! 
back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Friday. Fry-yay. <laughs> it's Fry-yay, and everybody's bracing for the cold weather. I don't know what you're doing or where you're going to be, but I hope that you uh, find some way to be, uh, you know, warm. <laughs> Cozy up to somebody if you must. <laughs> Or get that extra blanket out the closet, whatever it is. Whatever makes you feel warm, do it. Do it. I sleep with the comforter year round. All year round. I sleep with a comforter all year round. I like the weight of a of a comforter, of a blanket. I probably should buy a weighted blanket and be done with it. But I like a lot of covers. I'm one of those people that I like a lot of covers and I like a lot of pillows. <laughs> And uh, it's time for me to buy a new bed. I think I am going to uh, spend the money and buy a new bed. I think I'm a downsize from a king to a queen. I think. I think that's what I'm going to do. Because my bed, my bed takes up a lot of space in my bedroom, and uh, it's it's a pain in the ass to make the bed. And not that the queen would be much that much smaller, really. Uh, but I think I might just get a queen. I think I might and do away with uh, a king size bed. You know, I started my life with a king's, a queen size bed. And then when I got married, uh, got a, a king size bed. And the king size bed is the same bed that I had through my marriage. So it's, it's, it is time. I'm about to turn 60. I want new, I want some new ish. <laughs> I want new stuff. So it's time for a new bed. So, and beds are, oh my God, beds are hella expensive. Holy cow. And now, you know, you want the bed with all the bells and whistles, right? Like you want, you want all the bells and whistles. You want, you know, you want it to cool you. You want it to hold temperature. You want it to be plush and lush and soft. You want to be able to get into bed. And if somebody's next to you, not disturb them when you get in and out of the bed. Beds are high tech. So now I got to just start doing my research and find a damn bed. That's, that's what I need to do. Just find a bed and, uh, and get one. You know, uh, I, I had one on order at, uh, at a particular furniture store that I ordered before the pandemic because I didn't know children were going to come back. And so I ordered some new furniture and uh, I didn't complete the order because the pandemic happened. And then I don't have any place to put it. Like, I literally do not have any place to put stuff. <sighs> My life is wonderful. My living space, not so much. So I have to figure out what I want to do. And I have a lot of clothes. I have a lot of clothes. And what was supposed to be my closet, my daughter is in my space. And, uh, and she's been here for about two years. So, and uh, I, I don't know what her plans are. <laughs> I know my youngest daughter is saving her money so she can get back out in her own space. And, and I'm happy for that thinking. So we'll see. You know, it's just one of those things. I'm just trying to figure it out. But I need a new bed. <laughs> I need a new bed. I need a new bed. And God knows I'm going to get one. I have to figure this out. I don't know how, but I'm going to get a new bed because I need a new bed. 
This bed is uh, on its last leg. You know what I mean? And I and I've done every manner of thing to extend the life of it. The mattress is in good shape. Like it's not raggedy or anything like that. It's just that you know the bed. You know beds don't last forever in a day. You know, so it's time for a new. It's time for a new mattress. And I put mattress toppers on it and all kinds of stuff to plump it up. And and I used to sleep with a a, a day a, a feather bed. I used to love a feather bed. I still do. Uh, but as you get older, you need a little more support in places. <laughs> so I was like, I I need support in some other places. Let's see how this is gonna go. Uh, and and so uh, and so that's what I've done. Uh, but now it's uh, it is time for a new bed. I know it. My bed knows it. It's time to part ways. <laughs> It's not you, it's me. <laughs> I, need a, I need a new mattress. It's not you, it's me. Bed, it's not you, it's me. I need a new mattress. Oh, there's so many things that I like to do. It's so not enough time to do all the things, you know. I mean, it's really time to do all the things. And oh, I just got to figure it out. I think maybe I might have to think about giving up some things. I might have to figure that out because I'm just, I have too many things in the way and it's just on my nerves. My clothes are in my dining room, you know, because I don't have a proper place to put them and it's just too much. So that's just my, that's my Friday lament. No big whoop, just my lament. I'll just, I'll leave it right there. I'll leave it right there and we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, I ran into a mayoral candidate, Gold Goldburn. He's like, I've been trying to call you. I've been calling you, leaving messages. I'd like to come on your show. I was like, nope, <laughs> you're not coming on my show. I'm not talking to politicians this year. I mean, I'm only talking to one and that's the one, the Hartford running for mayor. Uh, Nick Nick LeBron, I think I'm talking to him. He's running for mayor in Hartford. That's an interesting race. Uh, I'm not talking to any any of the candidates here. Uh, I'll let them do what they do without any. uh, I I have no interest in what I have no interest. So uh, and there might be other people on our on our on our station, WMHH, who might have interest. Uh, I just don't. So uh, good luck. <laughs> I just don't have interest. Uh, and I, I don't even want to tell you why I don't have interest. I mean, pretty people pretty much know my politics. And uh, I'm just underwhelmed. So that's all right. I can be underwhelmed. I still vote. I'm still voting. I, I will never squander my vote. So. So that's where I'm at. Uh, and then, uh, and I need to, uh, yeah. So I ran into him at, uh, where was I? At uh, Manhari's. I ran into him in Manhari's. He ran right up on me. I was like, oh, Lord, dude. <laughs> he didn't run around town in a Tesla. I won't begrudge nobody a Tesla. That's not, that's not it. I just don't think he knows enough about New Haven. I, I don't, and I don't, I don't, and listen, 
I don't want to sit down and tell him what I think the ills of New Haven are. Because if you live in New Haven, if you're from New Haven, if you here, even if you're not born and raised here, if you're here, you have some sense of what's happening. And uh, and I, I just, I'm just not in the mood to get in that arena. That's really what it is. I, I just, I'm just not in the mood for it. So y'all have at it. <laughs> have at it, people. Do your thing. Get up and do your thing. You know, like a sex machine. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the one. I can't do it. So anyway, that's the, that's the way of the world where I live. I don't know what y'all got going on and where you are. Uh, but there's some cool stuff coming up. I think the weekend is going to be tough. Well, tomorrow will be tough. Tonight will be tough. You know, it's been a long time since people have been messing around in this cold weather. So, and I, and I, I want to keep talking about it because I know, I want people to, to uh, get the brevity, to get the depth of this and to get the, the gravity of this. Not brevity. Brevity means short. The gravity of this. Like, I want people to get the gravity of this because it's no joke. It really is no joke. And uh, I want people to be safe. And this weather is uh, a kill- killer weather. You know, people can die in this kind of weather. And so I need people to, uh, I, need, I need people to uh, pay, pay attention. And, uh, you know, just look out for one another. Be human. Be, be human. You know, and if you have pets, bring them in the house. If you have plants, bring them in the house, because it's going to be not fit for beast nor for beast or fowl. So uh, you know, do do the thing. I was trying to find some poems by Ada Limon, and uh, I can't seem to. They're all connected to stuff on her website. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe I go to Poetry Foundation. But it was lovely to hear her uh, read her poetry and uh, talk about um, the work and how she sees the work. Uh, So I was trying to find some of her poetry uh, and say some of it. Because I, I don't know if uh I don't know if Possible Future has any of her books, but if they do, I might snag me one or two. I might snag me one or two. Her poems are long, and this font is so tight. Ooh, child. I can't uh woo, I can't read any of this. <laughs> I, I you know, I probably could read if I if I uh, I took my glasses off. It's funny how I have grown up and uh, I've grown up with glasses and now I don't necessarily need them to read. You know what I mean? Re- really. So interesting. Very interesting. I was trying to find some poems that kind of spoke to love a little bit. You know, the, the fickleness of the heart. Uh, but I don't seem to be able to. Uh, oh, let me see. Ah, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me see. I might be able to find something. 
Mm. Because listening to her read her poetry was really um, gorgeous. And I don't know if I have the, I don't know if I have the depth of voice to read her poetry, but you know, that never stops me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so what? <laughs> you know, uh, I like I like the way she sounds, and uh, I like the way she talks. So let me see. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. Uh, let's try to figure out what to do. And uh, I'm trying to find one that I, I wish I could find one that she read because she's, I, I loved it for Cynthia. Oh, here, here it is. Okay. Uh, for Cynthia. So her, her stepmother's name is Cynthia. So at the cabin in Snug Hollow near McSwain Branch Creek, just spring. All the animals are out and my beloved and I are lying in bed in a soft silence. We're talking about how we carry so many people with us wherever we go. How even when simply living, these unearned moments are a tribute to the dead. We are both expecting to hear an owl as the night deepens. All afternoon from the porch, we watched an eastern Tauhi furiously build her nest. And the, and the untamed Forsythia with its yellow spilling out into the horizon. I told him that the way I remember the name Forsythia is that when my stepmother Cynthia was dying, that last week, that last week, she said lucidly, but mysteriously, more yellow. And I thought, yes, more yellow. And nodded because I agreed. Of course, more yellow. And, and more yellow, and not it because I agreed. Of course, more yellow. And so now in my head, when I see that yellow tangle, I say, for Cynthia, for Cynthia, for Cynthia, for Cynthia, more yellow. It is night now, and the owl never comes. Only more of night and what repeats in the night. I just love that. I just love it. I just love it. I just love it. So I just, she, has, she just has a real grasp of beautiful language. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I know I don't do her work justice, but I just wanted to say that poem. You know, I wanted to have it on my own lips, you know. Do you know what I mean? I just liked it. So uh, she's a she's a a wonderful uh, poet, and and if you have not had opportunity to check out some of her work, now would be a nice time. <laughs> she is the U.S. Poet Laureate. Be nice. <laughs> Pick up something. You know, and. Uh, Here's go. Here we go. Fall. I think this is from, this is from uh, the Hurting Kind uh, book of poems. And uh, spring, 
under spring. Let me see. Oh. I, 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 and this is spring and then summer and uh, fall. I think I could click on, uh, I think I could click on the, uh, the ones that are here. I like sanctuary, invasive. What's the thin break? Inescapable. A sudden thud on the porch, a phone vibrating with panic on the by, by the nightstand, burying the broken thinking in the backyard with the herbs. One last time, I attempt to snuff out the fig buttercup, the lesser celandine, invasive and spreading down the drainage ditch. I call a creek for minor pleasure. I can do nothing. I take the soil in my clean fingers and say, and to say, I weep is untrue. Weep is too musical a word. I leave into the soil. I heave into the soil. You cannot die. I just came to this life again, alive in my silent way. Last night I dreamed I could only save one person by saying their name and the exact time and date. I choose you. I am trying to kill the fig buttercup the way I'm supposed to according to the government website. But right now, there's a bee on it, yellow on yellow, two things radiating life. I need them both to go on living. Isn't that pretty? That's so pretty. I just love that. I think she's such a, a, an amazing writer, you know. I, I feel about her the way I probably feel about Nikki Giovanni. Uh, you know, oh, I'm beginning to feel about her the way I feel about Nikki Giovanni. Do you know what I mean? Like Nikki Giovanni is my great love. Uh, but I, I dare say if I keep reading Ada Lamone, she will become my great love too. <laughs> I, I dare say. I, I like the way this woman thinks and uh, I like the way she sees the world, you know, and she's funny and talented and real and, you know, and, and I love the fact that people are embracing her poetry and, and, uh, and she's readily happily to share it. That's a beautiful thing. I think so, you know, sharks in the rivers, We'll say unbelievable things to each other in the early morning. Our blue coming up from our roots. Our water rising in our extraordinary limbs. All night I dreamt of bonfires and burn piles and ghosts of men and spirits behind those birds of flame. I cannot tell anymore when a door opens or closes. I can only hear the frame saying, walk through. It is a short walkway into another bedroom. Consider the handle, consider the key. I say to a friend, how scared I am of sharks. How I thought I saw them in the creek across from my street. I once watched for them holding a bundle of rattlesnake grass in my hand, 
shaking like a weak leaf curl. She sends me an article from a recent National Geographic that says, sharks bite fewer people each year than New Yorkers do, according to the health department records. Then she sends me on my way into the city of sharks. Through another doorway, I walk into the East River saying, sharks are people too. Sharks are people too. Sharks are people too. I write all the things I need on the bottom of my tennis shoes, I say. Let's walk together. The sun behind me is like a fire, tiny flames in the river's ripples. I say something to God, but he's not a living thing. So I say it to the river, I say. I want to walk through this doorway, but without all those ghosts on the edge. I want them to stay here. I want them to go on without me. I want them to burn in the water. The end. Yes. I like that. Don't you like that? I love it. Good enough. To be utterly lost is a fine story. Good enough. Especially in some small creeks in the gold madrone world I, I came into. To hide underneath Highway 12 and listen to the automobiles go by while I, another creek thing, good enough, go marching in the morning current, older than I remember, good enough. A little better for wear, good enough. A little less shiny and new, good enough. A river rock with 10,000 waves upon it, 10,000 perfect, good enough bruises. I'm telling you, I, this woman is gorgeous. Don't you think? I think so. High water. We become our own land sometimes. No important nation. The, the, the hand on our door, the ship masts come up over the flat ocean of dishwater. Say, there is nothing to it. My rock is your rock. My empty name is your empty name, but mine reminds me more of me. If we begin to count our blessings, we could call up the very stones and bones and the pavement, but we've never count the dust. We distrust what we become. One woman stands in the middle of the street and looks both ways for a long time until she continues to walk that yellow line straight into the river. Bless our own kingdoms, our thrones of maps and mirrors. Perhaps the woman believes she can walk on water or that the road is just the river deadened by factories and footprints. In 1890, her grandmother lived at the very edge of town and all around her, the marsh hawks sat low in the reeds. She sang, low rye, low rye, low rye, low because she thought it was the sound of the rip that the river made. And no life as long as a river. At dinner, we have a discussion about acceptable behavior, how nothing feels quite right this winter. She walks straight into the river. Must have thought she was Moses. And on the ride home, I grab your hand on the stick shift and want to say, 
insanity feels close to home than, than here sometimes. But instead, I point to the white sign on a building that reads, if you live here, you'd be home by now, and smile. Isn't that true? And they haven't found the woman's body. Twelfth day of rain, creeks flooding high over highways, while water makes the road a living river. And when we're home, I stand in the street a bit. Then we sing, Lurai, Lurai, Lurai Lu, because we think that is the sound the river makes, and no life as long as a river. Wow, I just love her. Don't you just love her? <laughs> Such beautiful words, such beautiful words. You know, I just never, <sighs> I just love it. I love a good poem. And these are some of the best, you know, she's got a, she's got a, she's got a beautiful way with words, you know, a beautiful way with words. And I'm glad I got to see her. I'm glad I got to see her. Now I'm going to seek her out and, Go and look at some podcast, listen to some podcasts or something. So, uh, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's, it's that kind of thing. So, you know, doing my thing, reading some poetry, leading up to Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. Well, you know what? I've got poems by um, Crystal A. DeGregory, who is, uh, you know, a very public intellectual. And I, I've had this book for a couple of weeks and I, I've been meaning to sort of say, um, I've been meaning to, to read a couple of things from it uh, because uh, um, I like her, I love her mind. And uh, I wanted to read uh, uh, something from her work. Um, it's called Magic and Mortal. That's her, that's the name of her book. I bought two of them. Because you know, you never know if you give one away to someone. You know, it's always nice to have two things. So if you need a gift, you know, a nice gift is a nice gift. <laughs> so I know what I'll do. I've got time. I'm gonna read Delta Women. This is her, uh, uh, this is Delta Women, an, ad uh, in an adaptation of We Speak Their Names at Centennial. Uh, I am a Delta woman, so this is right up my alley. Because we are Delta women, born of Delta women, who were born of Delta women, we celebrate the women of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Because we are powerful and purposeful women, born of powerful and purposeful women, who were born of powerful and purposeful women. We honor our powerful and purposeful 22 founders. We speak their names. Osceola McCarthy Adams, Marguerite Young Alexander, Winona, Winona Cargill Alexander, Ethel Cuff Black, Bertha Pitts Campbell, Zephyr Chisholm Carter, Edna Brown Coleman, Jesse McGuire Dent, Frederica Chase Dodd, Myra Davis Hemmings, Olive C. Jones, Jimmy Bug Middleton, Pauline Oberdorfer Minor, Vashti Turley Murphy, 
Naomi Sewell Richardson, Mamie Reddy Rose, Eliza Pearl Shippen, Florence Letcher Toms, Ethel Carr Watson, Wordy Blackwell Weaver, Marjorie Penn White, and Edith Mott Young. Because we are determined women, born of determined women, we were born of determined women. We can celebrate 100 years and work toward 100 more. We speak the names of our national presidents, Sadie Tanner Mosel Alexander, G. Dorothy Pelham Beckley, Ethel LeMay Calamese, Anna Johnson Julianne, Gladys Byram Shepard, Jeanette Triplett Jones, Vivian Osborne Marsh, H. Elsie Austin, May Wright Downs Peck Williams, Dorothy Irene Height, Jean L. Noble, Geraldine Pittman Woods, Frankie Muse Freeman, Lillian Pierce Benbow, Thelma T. Daly, Mona Humphreys Bailey, Yvonne Kennedy, Bertha M. Roddy, Marsha L. Fudge, Gwendolyn E. Boyd, Louise L. Wright, and Cynthia Marie Antoinette Butler, Butler McIntyre. Because we are intelligent women, born of intelligent women, who were born of intelligent women, we know intelligence is the torch of wisdom. We speak the names of our legendary thinkers and teachers, Mary McLeod Bethune, Margaret Murray Washington, Hallie Quinn Brown, Jesse Gabrielle Pellman, Jesse Redmond Faust, Alice Dunbar Nelson, Shirley Ann Jackson, Julianne Malvo, Dorothy Lavinia Brown, Alexa Kennedy, Joan Higginbottom, Elizabeth Caitlin, Soledad O'Brien, Gwen Eiffel, Paul J. Giddings, Paula J. Giddings, Ethel L. Payne, Harriet Cole, Vashti Murphy McKenzie, and Melissa Harris Perry. Because we are creative and beautiful women, born of creative and beautiful women, who were born of creative and beautiful women, we know that creativity and true beauty radiates like a Jew from inside because we are strong women, born of strong women, who were born of strong women. We are empowered by the strength of fortitude. We speak the names of our activists, politicians, and power brokers. Mary Church Terrell, Nanny Helen Burroughs, Fannie Lou Hamer, Daisy Bates, Betty Shabazz, Marilee Evers-Williams, Ruby G. Davis, Shirley Chisholm, Barbara Joyner, Stephanie Tubbs-Jones, Carrie Meek, Marion Wright Edelman, Winnie Mandela, Wilma Rudolph, Mother Clara Hell, Shirley Franklin, Daphne Maxwell-Reed, Shirley Ralph, Patricia Roberts-Harris, Alexis Herman, Kara Mosley-Brown, Jocelyn Elders, and Regina Benjamin. Because we are college-educated fist women, born of college-educated fist women, who were born of college-educated fist women, we renew our commitment to our beloved Fist University through sisterhood scholarship and service. We speak the names of legendary fist women, national presidents Dorothy Penman Harris and Hortense Golden Kennedy, Alpha Beta Charter members Hallie Walton Smith, Eloise Lowell Clark, and Alcee McCarroll, Jean Osby Godwin, Goodwin, and Anna Jewel Red. Legendary thinkers and teachers, Minerva Hatcher, Johnson Hawkins, Janetta B. Cole, Niara Sudar Kasa, and Jamie Coleman Williams. Power brokers, Elster, Esther Pearl Robertson, Ramona Hogue Eldon, Edelin, and activists, Nikki Giovanni and Mary Frances Berry, dancer and creative force, Judith Jameson, and ever so funny actress and comedian, Kim Whitley. 
because as Delta women, we are powerful and purposeful women, intelligent women, determined women, college-educated women, beautiful women. We are strong women. We are women whose sun-kissed skin has graced every continent, just as the African violet has crossed the four corners of the earth. Because we are Delta women, we inherit a legacy of power, powerful, purposeful, intelligent, college-educated, beautiful, and strong women. Women's whose names we remember, women's whose legacy we will never forget. We speak their names, your names, our names, the names of Delta women. Thank you for Black History Month, y'all. Magic and Mortal by Crystal A. DeGregory, my soror, and a public scholar. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Y'all be warm. Be smart out there. Put your hats on, gloves, long johns if you have them, and coats, and put socks on. And uh, y'all be safe. And I will see y'all uh, Monday. I'll be back on Monday. Because you're black and you're proud. Ourselves. We're tired of beating our head against the wall and working with someone else.